0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dead's Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad. Joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. We may or may not get Terrence in with a running start today. It is his birthday today, and happy birthday to him.
1: No, no, happy birthday. <laughs> come to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I said, yeah. he we we may or may not get him on as as we progress. We will we will find out. Um, what we do his, not uh, his
1: age is is creeping ever closer to his. 45-year-old man personality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think I think calling his personality that of a 45-year-old man is generous on your part. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very generous. Um, what we do not have is a five-star review. Make sure you guys uh, leave those and we will read them on the air. Um, and I haven't been playing anything new because there hasn't been anything coming out that has struck my fancy. I may get Far Cry next week i don't know
1: yet. Yeah. i uh i will be getting far cry and um i uh i decided to uh play just a bunch of random games that are in my uh backlog um so i'm replaying some of the witcher and and um yakuza i i've fin- i beat yakuza when it was on ps2 but i haven't finished it on PS4, so I would like to have a, a cleared game save before the next Yakuza game comes out.
0: You're going to be Yakuza out by the time Yakuza 6 comes out.
1: You would think so. Well, maybe. I, 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 did,
0: I did that once. I binged, I binged Assassin's Creed Brotherhood before, right before Revelations came out. And then by the time that Revelations came out, I didn't want to play it because I'd just beaten Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So I'm not. I'm not an advocate for quickly beating the previous game right before the new one comes out. You will make yourself. You'll burn yourself out on. it. Well, out.
1: we'll we'll see. Like I said, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. You know, pushing through it just because I've already. I've already played it. I've already beaten. You know what I mean? Like if I get to it, I get to it. I probably won't because, like you said, Far Cry is coming out next week, and uh, I do want to play that, even though it is uh pretty much the same thing over and over again i'm assuming
0: it's an interesting question that i'll throw up for question of the week one of these days is can you replay games because i have serious trouble doing it unless it's like an all-time classic sort of thing Hmm. so that's interesting but we'll uh we'll 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 do that one another week uh right now you should go to dense or sorry youtube.com slash dense pixels and click the subscribe button to subscribe to our channel in there. You get uh, video episodes of this podcast every week. Uh, you get the clips that we share out, which we didn't do this week, just a confluence of events. Jay was out of town for his birthday, um, and I had some stuff going on yesterday. So we couldn't get any clips out this week, but when we do post those clips, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, you share them with your friends, tell them a little bit about the podcast, and bring them into the fold, because we're always looking for new blood, to uh, looking for new ears to pollute with our particular brand of nonsense. So that's youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other TNP studio shows, including the Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema. Eventually we'll start making tabletop for two episodes again. You can check those out as well. And then uh, don't forget to subscribe to the premium channel, which you can do at densepixels.com slash premium to get access to the area of grievances, the look for political podcast, the no time to bleed action movie podcast, and the men with the golden tongues. And just a reminder, uh, Bond madness is going on this month in March for men with the golden tongues. Uh, there's a survey in the TNP studios fan group that I will repost. Um, just to make sure that we want you guys to create the initial seeds for our James Bond March madness tournament. So go on there, vote for the, uh, vote for the initial bond seeds, rank the bond movies, one to 24, and also tell us what spy movies and what bond topics you would like to hear us talk about in future episodes of that podcast. And then finally, uh, us and the entire TNP Studios family of free shows are on Spotify. So Spotify is your podcatcher of choice. You can find us all there. If not, we are on any podcatcher that you want, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music, uh, along with all the other ones. So check those out when you get the chance. New releases. It is a jam packed week this week. A um, couple console exclusives that people might be looking forward to. Sea of Thieves, uh, the long awaited pirate game from rare releases exclusively to the xbox one and windows pc this week okay
1: are you excited i completely forgot about this game <laughs> I, I, I found my xbox, uh, the other day and um and uh i had a message and it was like hey i had like three messages talking about sea of thieves and how i can you know I have access to this, that, and the other and just get, hey, play, play, play our game. Play our game. No, I really don't want to. <laughs>
0: We're going to have to wait to hear back from Terrence because Terrence will play it because he'll be able to play it for free. Because, of course, if you have the Xbox Live Games Pass, um, you can play it on launch day for for like, like from day one <laughs> for nothing. So I'm sure Terrence will check it out out of morbid curiosity. We'll hear from him next week, probably on that uh no Kuni 2 revenant kingdom releases for the playstation 4 i played the first Nino Kuni and enjoyed it but i'm not getting this one
1: uh likewise um you know the studio ghibli art style was you know really cool and I, I i enjoyed that game i have no desire to go back into that world
0: i would agree and it's not even a direct sequel it's like a far off it's like an elder Scrolls sequel it takes place like 200 years in the future um attack on titan 2 so you anime fans uh get the second one of those releasing on console uh rbi baseball 18 the game that makes you say why do they even bother uh comes out on ps4 and xbox mm-hmm. one but i guess if you're an xbox fan that's your baseball game uh titan quest which looks like a top-down uh diablo style rpg or possibly might be like a Pillars of the earth uh, style rpg Comes out of both consoles. A Way Out, uh, the hotly anticipated cooperative game uh, from EA and the crazy dude from the VGAs, um, comes out (laughs) this week as well. Required co op game, very interesting. And you can play with randos online. Uh, MX versus ATV, all out for you uh, MX versus ATV fans, releasing as well. And then Velocity 2X Critical Mass Edition, this was a PS4 game that's been available digitally for some time. Um, I guess this is a collected version with bonuses and whatnot it comes out at retail for PS4 on the digital front. uh, Where are my friends is a PS4 and Xbox one digital game. And from the description, it seems like they're trying to fit as many game genres as humanly possible into, into one game with where Are my friends I saw, I saw Metroidvanias, uh, aka Metroid style gameplay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw like, like rogue elements, and and you know all of a sudden like like they had like five buzzwords in the description for this game, and uh, so that's cool, I guess.
1: Hardcore experimental game. That's the first sentence in the Steam description. Hardcore experimental game. All levels represent different game genres side by side with a cute protagonist complete with different trials to save your friends and whole planet. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, I'm
1: looking at this and yeah, it seems... I mean, hey, look, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop, <laughs> you know, giving my opinion on these types of games. I'm a game bigot, guys. <laughs> I think you won't realize that by now. <laughs>
0: It's why, it's why they're here. Frankly,
1: it's
0: why they're here. They know what this is. A game bigot in strong consideration for a title, of the title this week. Um, Arc Park, a VR adventure game for the PS4 in the Arc universe, as in Arc Survival Instinct universe. Um, or maybe it's just Arc Survival. Far Cry was like Survival Instinct, right? I think that was the subtitle for the first Far Cry. Game. Anyway. Ark yes. Park, a dinosaur VR game coming out uh for PS4, and then the assassins the forgotten assassins creed game, Assassin's Creed Rogue remastered coming this week to the PlayStation 4 as well. Uh this was of course the game that released on the old generation consoles uh, at the same time that Assassin's Creed Unity released for the PS4 and Xbox 1. Uh many people did not play this game because of that.
1: I actually heard it was good. Yep, I was about to say the same thing. The, the three people that I know played it said they really enjoyed it. Now, you have to take that with a grain of salt, because if you are one of three people who have played it, you're probably an Uber fan, and I don't think I can trust you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this coming from the guy that has played every Assassin's Creed game.
1: Exactly. Except, except for, for this one.
0: Right, except for this one. I have a feeling this, that when this goes on sale, you might play this at some point.
1: Yeah, it's got to go on sale. Though. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hard up for uh, to to go back to old timey England or wherever the hell that was.
0: It's, this, this, I remember screenshots for this takes place in like the Arctic. It's very, very weird um, huh. setting for the game. Well,
1: that is different.
0: Uh, a couple release date announcements. Uh, the Crew Two uh, comes out June 29th officially. Um, <sighs> Sonic Mania Plus. <sighs> Which is like the collected edition of Sonic Mania. Arguably the most overrated game on the planet. Uh, It's coming out this summer uh, with new characters. And it's also getting a physical release. I do not mind inflaming the passions of all the Sonic the Hedgehog fans out there. Because (laughs) your game is terrible. And you should stop playing them because they're awful. And then Atari has finally finally officially unveiled their new console. We talked about this a few months ago. Uh, It is called the Atari VCS. Um, it has a very retro logo. pre are going begin, to uh, begin soon for it. There is no additional details to share about it at this time, aside from that.
1: You like the way it looks?
0: Uh, I mean, it looks like an Atari. It's what they're going for, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, who are you? The, it, the question is, who are you appealing to with that, right? Because I mean, people like you and I uh, know what an Atari is, of course, and. People of our generation, but the kids today, uh, and and the and the millennials, the the younger generation, they don't fucking know what Atari is or, or care. You know, what I mean, they, really they don't have the same man. nostalgia feelings that we do. And and my and my feelings of nostalgia for the Atari are quite weak. I came in the back end of Atari, so uh,
1: as did I. Every time I see this console and any other Atari, but like the Atari Twenty every time I see it, and every time because of this. Every time I think of Atari, I think wood panel station wagon.
0: I don't blame you for that. That's like, completely, it, it,
1: yeah, it just, it, it's not, it's not very attractive.
0: You know, you know, wood paneling and like that wood trim is still an option that's in like, like, you know, so you know how, like in, in the, um, like the, the high class of Sinans basically,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, you know, they have the three, you know, they have the three tiers, like they have the economy and size and then like the yeah. full size yeah yeah high wood trim still in full size because i guess they appeal to older older folks Man, that's just gross it's kind of gross <laughs> get 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 a modern look with your uh with your cars people and your game consoles for that matter can you imagine if they put out like a ps4 or an xbox one with like fucking wood paneling <laughs> on it
1: and it's not like one of those gimmicky like, "Hey, here's a video game uh, about the seventies uh as a as a as a dad shepherding around your kids, and we made a console based off of it <laughs> I mean, I be just, weird,
0: that'd be the weirdest looking console ever yeah man hey it's, it's probably better than half the fucking special edition consoles they're putting on anyway yeah. um moving on to headlines uh here's another like so so we had Sonic in the last segment here's another thing i'm fucking loath to talk about is shit but it's it's notable so we have to uh drake set records on twitch this past week so <laughs> so uh tyler blevins who goes by the by the handle ninja he's a twitch streamer and streamer streamer and uh his his uh his notoriety has risen alongside the rise of fortnite so he's a popular fortnite streamer uh, he's gained 50,000 subscribers uh between february 22nd and march 3rd which is kind of crazy in a week's time to get that many um he streams fortnite every day and uh last week he streamed uh with notable rapper and noted uh sports team bandwagon jumper drake and they <laughs> and they broke twitch's all-time concurrent viewer record uh with 635,000 concurrent viewers this breaks the record uh from doctor disrespect uh who had a non-tournament record of 388,000 so almost doubling that record um the all-time record is held by the e-league major uh boston i don't know what sport that's for uh, but they had 1.1 million concurrent views uh but yeah for non-tournaments um yeah so drake helped make this guy even more popular he apparently gained 90,000 subscribers during the stream uh, which accounts for a total revenue of get this, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month for this guy streaming on Twitch.
1: Oh my God!
0: So there you go.
1: anybody got Drake's number? <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to put that's Drake all we need to, to any one of these podcasts? That's all we need. Um, <laughs> that's
0: all we need. So. uh let's let's so let's first talk about some things um that notable things that happened during the stream before we uh before we talk about my distaste for drake as a person um so first of all they uh drake apparently knows about fortnite and he talks about uh you know he talked about refreshing up the existing maps he's no celebrity pool michael like he's a fortnite player drake is he knows he knows what's up um he knows what league of legends is apparently uh he drops extra weapons for his partner because he's a team player. Team player. Um he plays on PS4. Uh he uses a scuff controller, of course he does. Um he uses the John Wick skin in Fortnite. He eats pizza while he plays. Big no no. It's free grease on the controller, it's no good. Um he is a vegetarian, apparently Drake is. I'm not surprised about that. He likes pineapple on pizza though, he confirms it.
1: Um what what are they doing again? I don't know
0: and apparently every time he revives his partner he said quote god's plan whatever that's
1: supposed to be um listen I think that's the uh, name of a song that
0: drake okay well listen up so drake is from is from toronto okay and and in toronto they like their sports they're they're huge with the maple leafs and you know, they got the Toronto Raptors basketball team, which Drake knows he sits courtside for a lot of Raptors games when he's up there in Toronto. Yet he can't seem to help himself from wanting to get into every championship locker room during any final that happens in any sport. Apparently, <laughs> I'll never forget when uh, he tried to party and he did successfully infiltrate the. uh the celebrating locker room. I think it was two years ago of the University of Kentucky basketball team after they won the NCAA championship. And when someone asked him, Drake, how long have you been a fan of Kentucky basketball? His reply was, "Since forever." Shut Man. up, Drake. You are a <laughs> you are the worst kind of sports fan, sir. And look, I I acknowledge that I romanticize like like everyone has things that they romanticize way more than they than they probably should. I do that with sports, okay? I, I I look at the romance of sports and and the greatest. I I enjoyed watching the local UMBC Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, you know, upset number one seeded Virginia in the tournament this past weekend. Even though I never even came close to going to UMBC for any reason whatsoever, because I yeah. love the story of the of the of the underdog, you know, beating down the, the the big guy, and 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 I love those stories, and it's fantastic. And when you have a sports team, Micah. You have to bleed with that team and you have to suffer with them because when you suffer with that team, it makes the victories when they do eventually come feel that much sweeter. There is nothing worse to me than someone who jumps on the bandwagon of the winning team at any given time and will just switch willy-nilly because after he tried to party with University of Kentucky, he then went to try to party with the Miami Heat when they won the NBA title. But I thought you were a Raptors fan, Drake. I thought you were Toronto from day one, I thought you started from the bottom with the Toronto Raptors, and now they're here all the way to top of the Eastern Conference. But no, he just wants to be on the bandwagon of whatever team is winning. Fuck you, Drake. Come be on our, <laughs> our podcast to get our stream up. That screams up.
1: <laughs> I'm very uh, look. That made me smile, man. <laughs> just, telling, just hearing you just just tell Drake to go fuck himself. <laughs> Uh that that means that means that when we make it big and we are the number one uh entertainment podcast on iTunes or whatever Drake will want to come on. Well he
0: he's been a fan since forever like yeah. of us. <laughs> so.
2: Oh
1: that's hilarious. So that's
0: that's your, that's your that's your Drake hot take for the day is a terrible
1: sports fan. Drake I is. of all the hot takes on Drake I don't think I've ever heard one about his sports fandom it really bothers me it really (laughs) bothers me
0: it also bothers me that like LeBron James is like the fan of all the popular sports teams from the 90s like the kid grows up in Akron but he's a fan of the Cowboys the Yankees and the fucking uh, and and the Bulls (laughs) come on man like you live in a, you live in like, I know Cleveland sucks, but like you live in a sports town.
1: What are you doing? I mean, you don't really expect him to say he's a fan of the Browns, do you? He, he would endear himself
0: much more to the, maybe they wouldn't have burned his jersey when he left to go to Miami if he, if he was a card carrying <laughs> Browns and, and, and tribe fan. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Come, come, come by your sports loves naturally. Don't just root for the team
1: that's winning. Well. I do agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I'm very much a homer. If I cared about baseball, I would root for the Orioles. Um and I would love to have a basketball team, but I just can't root for the Wizards. <laughs> I just can't do it. I live here. I pass I pass uh Chinatown every day. Chinatown is where the Verizon Center is. I pass it every day. Just can't root for the Wizards. I don't blame you there.
0: I don't blame you. <laughs> but look, and, and like I said, it's it sucks sometimes, man. Like I said, I would love to to not have to have emotions about the Washington Capitals because I'm tired of every May <laughs> getting getting sucker punched in the face. <laughs> it's no fun, but
1: you do it. Because one day you do are, it, man. one you day they are to. gonna win.
0: And 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 it's and all of all of the failures will make it feel that much better
1: yeah think about uh in what two thousand four was it that uh, the Red Sox finally won their That's World right the
0: and now, and now people can't stand them. i I hope to eventually root for a team that everyone hates one day. yeah, that'll be yeah. fantastic so <laughs> fucking Drake um so epic games, uh, we talked about the fact that they're shutting down Paragon. Well, they had one last gift for the Paragon community, and that is making all of the assets from the game, including all the characters, skins, animations voice uh voice effects dialogue all the environmental components everything for available for free in the unreal engine marketplace so that people can use them in their own projects no strings attached so you might see like people like take like making other paragon themed games or just you know using some very polished assets to make their games better um apparently these assets cost uh in the neighborhood of 12 million dollars in total development time uh from the course over the course of the game so and and epic just said here's everything for free for everybody because we feel so bad uh that we're shutting this game down thanks to the overwhelming success (laughs) of, of this game that fell into our laps um Look, man, there's a, there's a lot of ways to handle something like this. Um, and I think that everything that they've done so far with Paragon, from refunding everyone for, for all their purchases um, to making everything available for free over the dying couple of weeks to now this, um, is about as good as you can handle it.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's the ultimate make good, man. I, you know, why not just blow the doors off the thing? Like, who cares?
0: so it's, it's like it's, i and i'm not saying that every company would have to go to this extreme as a make good um but i i do think there are some companies that could stand to learn from that experience um as opposed to you know just shuttering the door on something you know without any kind of warning or or give back to the community or stuff like that right so it's it's an interesting story um you know, certainly if any of you out there are budding game developers, uh, I would, something I would certainly check out if you uh, code in, in Unreal Engine. But uh, but yeah, very cool from Epic Games. Um, not so cool is the fact that a StarCraft remastered professional player uh, has been arrested for match fixing, um, <laughs> which is not good. Definitely not a good thing. So the gentleman's uh, name, well, actually, it doesn't, does it mention his name? I, I guess I don't see it. Um, I don't think they do mention his name. Or, no, here it is. I'm sorry. Ha Newell, who goes by the name of Sky, uh, he's 24 years old. He was approached by a gambling site operator to manipulate the result of a quarter final match. Um, he intentionally threw the match and received 4.5 million won which is about 4200 US dollars uh for his trouble uh the betting operator was also arrested as well um and the same pair had also attended similar fixing uh, match fixing at a, another another tournament uh that started a couple weeks ago actually last week as well jesus
1: goodness gracious man <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's no good, man. Uh, well, look, uh, esports are legitimate now.
0: Because <laughs> <Go ahead, laughs> <man. laughs> they're being rocked with match fixing scandals. <laughs> Apparently, this is not the first time that StarCraft has been has been hit with a match fixing scandal. The last, the most high profile one happened back in 2010, uh, and involved an entire ring of people, including pros and coaches, as well. Good lord. So, but yeah, don't <laughs> apparently don't fuck with StarCraft or you will be arrested and uh, for for match fixing. That is pretty wild to me. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? I mean, look, I mean, look, if if it can happen in uh in in the U.S. with what we would call quote unquote legitimate sports, then certainly in in Korea with esports, you can uh you can certainly make that case as Damn. well.
1: Man, like, this is like, uh, uh, is the next thing going to be like a doping scandal? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would that even oh, look like? Oh, my goodness. Like, this Red Bull was laced with, like, the limitless drug or some like, shit. Uh, right? like, like Adderall
0: sitting there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just wait, man. Just wait. I mean, l- I mean, l- look. We've had a little bit of everything so far in 2018 with uh, esports. We've we've had match fixing. Uh, we've had you know homophobic tirades and 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 racist tirades and all this yeah, other stuff. So it's it's been...
1: Discrimination, cheating on multiple levels. The, I'm telling you, the next is a doping scandal, and then that's it. Like you'll you'll see Starcraft in the Olympics at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Oh my god, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So yeah, don't don't fit ma- don't fix matches in StarCraft, guys. Bad news all the way around. Um finally for me, uh it has now been confirmed that Geralt of Rivia, who is of course the star of the Witcher series, will be a fighter in the upcoming Soul Calibur Six. Uh this is the first time that Geralt has appeared outside of a Witcher video game. Um And he's now he now joins other guest characters from Soul Calibur lore, such as Yoda and Darth Vader and Ezio and and others as well. Um, so, Micah, the first thing that strikes me is when I'm seeing Geralt in graphics that are not to the high caliber of The Witcher 3, I'm taking it back a little bit.
1: Yeah, Geralt is. um. He looks a little
0: underdone, low res. I'd say. Say. <laughs> it's not. It's not good when that's the first thing I notice. When it's like, oh look, it's the cartoon version of Geralt that they're using in this game. <laughs> like, what is this cell shaded Geralt? I know it's uh, it's it's like, it's, it, and just and it, again, it's just because Witcher Three looks that good, that when you <laughs> see you know like the Smash Brothers version, it's not quite up to up to snuff
1: yeah let's say. yeah i mean he fits with the he fits with the you know pseudo three d anime style of uh of soul caliber so he doesn't and he doesn't look out of place right like like <laughs> he doesn't look out of place like uh Yoda fighting Mitsurugi, right he like, <laughs> doesn't you know it just doesn't he uh he looks right, he's doing he's doing his moves, man. He's casting like Igni and, and all that shit and, and I'm like, "All right, I'm down with this." I like Geralt. Geralt is a is a a cool character, man. Like he just he is. He would be I know they're doing a Netflix show. I mean, if HBO wanted to continue on the Game of Thrones-esque, you know, medieval fantasy thing like mature medieval fantasy thing like they could do the witcher man.
0: i was gonna ask Lee, is his victory pose gonna be him just like having sex with a random woman You're right.
1: so. <laughs> with like two of them at the same time <laughs> i think gerald is very popular amongst uh amongst the like hardcore nerds because he's kind of like the James Bond of high fantasy. Like, he's uh, he's he's incredibly sarcastic. He's the best at what he does, and he bangs chicks willy nilly. She's <laughs> like, all right, you know, whatever.
0: And he, and he, <laughs> and he's taken over the mantle of uh of like video game, you know, sex conqueror, basically. Because I, I doubt the new God of War is going to have a sex mini game. Uh, yeah let's hope this not just the sun just, <laughs> sitting it's there. Sun just
1: it up. <laughs> cheering them
0: on no good. so uh so yeah if you want your if you want your virtual uh virtual coitus then you have to uh you have to go to the witcher series now from now on but yeah soul caliber guys i still can't believe this game's coming out this year it feels like it just appeared as if from nowhere
1: yeah this year i uh i'm not a big fan of fresh-faced mitsurugi you know, everybody looks better with uh, some sort of facial hair. But um Yeah, I'm excited for that game.
0: I am not. You go ahead and be excited about that game. Yeah. But, I, but I will tell you this, <laughs> listeners. Uh if you are getting a hard copy of Soul Calibur 6 when it releases, you better order it through our Amazon link of densepixels.com slash Amazon. And hell, even if you're not getting a hard copy, still buy the PlayStation credit through our link. And then you can just add it to your account and download the game that way as well. The point is. When you buy anything from Amazon, you want to use densepixels.com slash Amazon, because you will pay the same very low price that you pay from amazon.com, and we get a very small percentage of the sale, which we use to help pay for overhead fees like hosting equipment and things like that. Many of you use the link every week. We really appreciate it, and we want the rest of you guys to get on board as well. So help support your favorite video game podcast. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon whenever you buy anything big or small from amazon.com.
1: Uh, it's my turn. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is getting a complete redesign of its, pro- of its progression system, which removes star cards for purchase, paid loot boxes, and adds a new linear progression system. Uh, the changes will begin on March 21st uh, with some of the uh, paid appearance items coming in April. Uh, quote from EA officials, Since release, we've been hard at work making changes based on the uh, amount of feedback that we got uh, once we were called out on our bullshit (laughs) in order to create a better game for all players. Today, we are happy to announce that Star Wars Battlefront 2 will get a progression update, which includes a complete redesign of the in-game progression system. Here's the details. Uh, Progression is now linear. So star cards uh, and anything that will impact gameplay will only be earned um, through gameplay and not available for purchase. If you already dumped a bunch of money into getting a bunch of star Well, you couldn't remember
0: they turned them off on, on day one, so
1: Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, if you uh, have anything that you have already unlocked, you get to keep it. Um, crates don't include star cards anymore, and they can't be purchased. You earn them by logging in, completing milestones, basically playing the game. And starting in April, you will be able to get uh, appearances uh, directly through the in game credits or crystals. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, at this point, like, are people still playing it? Like, uh, I mean, I'm,
0: been, I'm sure it uh, does still have a community. Um, and and look, they were backed into a quarter. This was really the only the only move they could have made, because I, I really don't see how they could have introduced paid, you know, progression unlocks after all of this hullabaloo happened. Right. Um some people are still criticizing them for even having paid cosmetics in the game, but I mean, come on, guys. Like it's it's fucking twenty eighteen. <sighs> you're gonna have you're gonna have paid something or other.
1: How much, how much do you want to bet that those people were born after like 1990 it's possible, it's possible. <laughs> um, like, no it's got to be it's got to be free you got to give me the game now <laughs> <laughs> I, but I. But what's
0: funny is I don't think that this will be any kind of of bellwether for the rest of the industry as a whole uh, like I said I think EA got caught with their hand a little too deep in the cookie jar and uh, yeah. and it got slapped down and I think that's what this is. Um, I don't think it's going to affect any other company's business strategy uh, from here on out, just because this happened.
1: No, I don't think so. If anything, um, if anything, other companies are just going to point
0: because <laughs> they <laughs> got caught. Like, now, here, now here is the one thing that I think it may affect, just because it's in the same stable. Do you think? Micah, that this will have, in any way, shape, or form, an impact on what happens with uh, with Anthem when that game comes out next year.
2: Oh, I totally forgot about that
1: game. Um, I mean, Anthem is looking to be like their answer to Destiny. Yes,
0: and and Destiny too has also. You know, gone through quite a bit of of hemming and hawing as far as uh, microtransactions goes. If you recall,
1: as yeah, well. yeah, Uh I mean, if if they want people to even give Anthem uh, a tr- uh, a chance, right? Because people are going to look at Anthem with an asterisk, and they're going to see that little EA logo at the bottom of that box, and they're either not going to play it. Or they are they will be very, very hesitant. I think they need to I think they need to take corrective measures now and look, I don't mind microtransactions and games and all that, but you know, just don't let it be as egregious as battlefront was and and um they need uh they need to put their marketing team to work. yeah i mean seriously yeah they they need to get the word out like hey guys this is not like the other times that we were assholes you can take us off the most hated company in the world we can we can finally go under bank of america as the most hated company in the world
0: (laughs) or wells fargo (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be interesting to see um what happens with Anthem as far as their, you know, paid paid system goes. Cause uh they can't afford it, it's gonna be difficult to afford another high profile game uh getting smacked in the face by by the gaming community. And and like you said, they are going to be under much greater scrutiny this time around because people now, you know, you know, the the old, you know, fool us once, shame on you adage. Um So yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, I we're three months out from E3, give or take. I I don't think there's a game out there that's more that I'm more not not interested because I'm like, oh, I got it, I gotta have it, but like intrigued about than than Anthem probably, just because of of all this happening in the past uh, several months.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah right. Like it's not even because of the game itself. It's because of The business side of it like what's the rollout going to be for this thing not the rollout but like how are you going to how are you going to approach this with people uh look i i have no doubt that the game will probably be uh pretty good but if you leave a sour taste in people's mouths like that's from the from the word go that's not gonna that's not gonna endear you to people. You EA needs to do some serious uh they people have trust issues with them and they need to uh they're they're in the doghouse, man. They need to they need to do like uh that DJ did and go on uh go on some talk show and just be like, Oh, I'm so sorry for cheating on you guys. You know. It, 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 I'm sorry and then and then have us on and and we can make jokes about them. And then they get mad, and see if Terrence was here, he would be laughing, because I'm talking about a very specific situation that no one else knows.
0: <laughs> For a second I thought you're talking like Jesus and Mara or something like that. Yeah, it's related to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. See, so, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I uh, I'm I'm super curious to see what happens there. So, uh, uh,
1: next up the let me make sure let me make sure that i have everyone's uh responses in
0: i got to say i posted this question of the week super late because i was i was racking my brain because i i didn't want to post another question about battlefront 2 because i felt like we talked about that game ad nauseum so i was i was brainstorming a response and i got to tell you i posted this thing at like 6:15 eastern and we start recording the show around 7 and you guys Coming through with like 20-some-odd comments in 45 minutes. Yeah, Our kidding. listeners are awesome.
1: On well, point. Uh, question of the week. It's a light week, and I didn't want to go with the same old standby just yet. So, let's try a new question. What is the single most important game to you in your time as a gamer to date and why? Malcolm says... For me, it's between Streets of Rage, Turtles and Time or Tekken. Huh. You know, I never played uh Streets of Rage.
0: Um Terrence will blaspheme me for saying this, but you're not missing much. <laughs> I mean, you play Double Dragon and the turtle decides. Yeah. It's all they're all kind of the same.
1: Yeah, I I always wondered why uh, but people seem to single out Street Fighter. It's got it's
0: got cool Genesis music, that's why.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm 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 a Final Fight and Double Dragon person. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. We had Nintendo's growing up. Yeah. Yeah, because we we were we were uh, we we knew good gaming uh,
0: <laughs> at a very young age. But yeah, I mean Gen- Genesis. You know the the one the one thing that Genesis had is that it was easy to compose very memorable uh music on that console. If you weren't Konami, because Konami could get every bit of uh, Aural greatness out of all the Nintendo systems from back in the day, but everyone could make good music on Genesis and Streets of Rage had good genesis music so
1: like it just like the genesis for some reason just seemed inferior because it had less buttons
0: um it was inferior <laughs> it was inferior uh look i'm sorry but if you didn't have a six button controller who in their right mind would play street fighter on right. that fucking like, car? you had to you have to press start to switch between punches and kicks <laughs> get the fuck out of here good lord let's be out of your goddamn minds <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just didn't I just did not understand it, man. I just did not understand it. Like why would you want to play with this weird three-button controller? Anything. I, I don't know. Brian says Age of Empires 2. I met people on an old clan site for this game uh that have become lifelong friends. We want we went on to play old school uh CS and UT together, then wow, uh, right up until today. Uh, we still game together. I would just like to point out that I don't believe Brian is referring to the clan as in K-L-A-N. <laughs> he is spelling it C-L-A-N, the proper way.
0: Do you he know what C-S says. and U-T stand for, by the way? Uh? You, do you do you know what C-S and U-T stand for, by the way?
1: Counter-Strike and uh, Unreal Tournament. Okay, you could have just said that. I don't know
0: why you kept them abbreviated.
1: Uh, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I read whatever's in front of
0: me that's that's also true <laughs> the, the, go the, fuck the, yourself the, Sam obviously Degna. the Ron Burgundy of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's back guys.
1: Umed says I hate the f I hate the flack I'm going to get for picking this, <laughs> but I have to go with Super Smash Brothers' melee. I think it's stupid too, but here we are, seventeen or so uh, later and I still get together with my friends to play it regularly. The GameCube controller is trash, but after so many years using it for a single game, it feels like an, ex- an extension of my mind. Also, thanks for pronouncing my name right, Brad. Uh, I always get um- Umed, which is uh, annoying.
0: Well, as someone who also has a name that uh, when translated to an Anglo language does not, does not work well, <laughs> I sympathize. Um, so is that, is that why people like the game controller Stockholm
1: Syndrome? Yeah, it's like a weird muscle memory, you know what I mean? Like like that that's why people uh when they are training they're always about form. You got to do your form. You got to get your proper form no matter what you do, whether you're swinging a baseball bat or shooting a free throw or throwing a football, you got to have the proper form because you will eventually if you have bad form, you will eventually you know, just develop bad form. And you'll be swinging a baseball bat, you know, from your chin or whatever. You know what I mean? Mark says, I can't say a single game, but I can't say a single game, but more of the dying genre of brawlers like Streets of Rage, TMNT, The Simpsons, etc. Those types of games were a huge part of my childhood that I thoroughly miss and have made it my mission to find every arcade brawler I grew up playing to beat them in one sitting. So far, I have beaten Alien vs. Predator, Spider-Man, the video game, TMNT, Final Fight, The Simpsons, X-Men, and the difficult-to-find arcade, The Punisher. I, I didn't don't know Punisher. Had
0: yeah, me neither. Like The only Punisher game I know of was the uber-violent uh, PS2 it, one that came
1: out. Yeah. That's the only one I knew. Cam says, "I would say Grand Theft Auto 3 because it helped usher in the ga- the age of sandbox gameplay to mass audiences, and really shape the future of gaming and video game storytelling for years to come."
0: You know, it's funny GTA 3 is going to be a game that I think whose relevance falls off as time goes along, just because of how big a strides. Um, like GTA four, and then especially GTA five became um over what it's when it started. Basically,
1: I think people will always recognize it, but it won't be it won't be the go to that people you know. When you think open world game, you just think Grand Theft Auto. You don't think Grand Theft Auto three or four or five. You just think Grand Theft Auto. Um, Mark says. Final Fantasy VI, the story is great. A clown gets to destroy the world, even, th- even though it has a lot of characters. I felt, that, I felt that their backstory was well told, and Halo Combat Evolved, because I didn't think that first-person shooters uh, can be console-based.
0: Um, Mark forgets a little game by the name of GoldenEye 007 that came out five <laughs> years before Halo 1, or three years before Halo 1.
1: Oh, Jesus. A terrible
0: game, though. <laughs> like, like As history has bore out. Um, I'm not going to lie, part of me uh, doing this question wanted to see how many Final Fantasy 6 answers we got, and uh, good news, I'm not going to be silently judging a lot of you, because a lot yeah. of you answered correctly <laughs> with that. Um, the first of many.
1: Final Roy says, I have to say it's rival schools for the PS1 because it helped shape my interest for what I want in a video game. It's a shame that, that series
0: is, 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 <laughs> it's a shame that that series never really went anywhere outside of, uh, outside of Project justice so.
1: yeah man I would uh, I would love to see you know some of those characters in, in something
2: I would love to see a
1: new Robin schools game. Why not man? Jake says, "Wow, where to start? The Legend of Zelda, Link uh, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid are the birth of my love of digital exploring, and that hasn't changed yet. Link to the Past gave us the most balanced map and dungeons to to that date, and nearly every Zelda game since tries desperately to recreate that. Metroid showcased one of the most ingenious upgrade systems ever at the time, and the soundtrack of both of these games Are ingrained into my brain forever. In fact, why are game soundtracks so easily forgotten anymore? It's like every generation since mine has been has given up on trying to perfect perfection. Despite having a Super Mario World sleeve, I gotta say, one platformer that almost that almost tops it is Bug for the Sega Saturn. I'm not familiar. Uh, seriously, all you guys are sleeping on what amounts to platforming perfection. And I mean, come on, what didn't Shenmue accomplish for us? Gaming bliss that series. I was so upset at the cancellation of the U.S. release, and so adamant that I would never own the first Xbox that I imported the European release for Dreamcast and modeled my system, modded my system to play it. Clown on it if you must, but you don't know what you are missing. In the biz, we call that pandering to the hosts.
0: That
2: last,
0: that <laughs> la- that last, uh, that last response. I mean, he's right. You're, I mean, you're never going to go wrong by doing it, I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Um, I have never played Bug for the Sega Saturn. Um, I don't even, I'm not even that familiar with it, actually.
1: A, my first Sega console was the Dreamcast. That's how anti-Sega I was.
0: I mean, I had, I had a Genesis later on. Uh, and, and and I told the story about how I famously, uh, dodged the bullet of the Sega Saturn in the late '90s. Mm. Thank God I never got one. <laughs> got a PlayStation instead. My life was changed forever.
1: Uh, let's see here. Where am I? Where am I? Who's next? Evan. Who's next? Evan says, "NFL Street Two because of the soundtrack." That is. A game that I had no idea was going to make it on this list. <laughs> um,
0: you know what? There was a time where I got all of my knowledge of of modern music from sports games, basically, huh, because really? the, the only modern songs that I ever heard were were in the EA like from the EA tracks that was in uh, all the EA games from the from the from the OTS basically.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, Rashawn says. All right, I have to say COD Call of Duty series because it was the first series that got me into online gaming on my PlayStation 3. And the reason I spent hours on hours playing multiplayer matches or zombie matches consistently, uh, wasting so much money on map packs, but wouldn't take anything back because it was something that took my love for video games higher since then. Call of Duty. Influential.
0: Hey, I, it, it was it was the first online multiplayer game that I also really played to any extent. So I you feel know. you, Rashawn.
1: Christopher says uh, one of them that I will always return to on occasion is Blades of Steel. I didn't play Blades of Steel.
0: Uh, I I enjoyed Blades of Steel when I was when I was a youth. Um, I, I mean, it was it was the best that you could get until NHL '94 came out basically and then once Until 94 came out that was that was the end of that um but you look blade steel fun arcade hockey um very easy you got to pick your team uh you had three archetypes of players to choose from uh small guy medium guy and fat guy and uh and it was a great game i enjoyed blade of steel wait the
1: small guy the medium guy and the fat guy on blade of steel yeah that was what that's from it's not
0: uh ice hockey from nintendo no no, Blade and Steel, you got to pick your team.
1: So. Huh. What the hell am I thinking of that?
0: I mean, they might have had the archetypes in, in ice hockey, but uh, Blade and Steel lets you customize your team to your heart's content. So.
1: I played uh, two hockey games. Ice hockey mm-hmm. for the NES, And Wayne Gretzky, 98. Oh, the no. <laughs> oh,
0: no. For the 64? That's not good, yeah, man. man. That's not good. Yeah, man. Any, any look, NHL '94. I can still play NHL '94. I love that fucking
1: game. <laughs> I'll sleep on Wayne Gretzky. They could fight. They would. They would fight in that game, and then it turned into a little mini fighting game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they do not. They do not have fighting. They. They made them take it out in NHL '94.
1: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. It was one of them Wayne Wayne Gretzky games, man. I was like, "Ooh, this is this is terrible." <laughs> Gaston says, "Not a single game, but the two most important franchises to me are Zelda and Monster Hunter. Link's Awakening is the first game I ever played. Ocarina of Time helped me bond with my little sister. I still have an N64 and the game card and it is and it has the 100% completion file. From my sister's dad, who died when she was two, it was tough watching her play around in it uh, when she was young. Uh, the other game the other games have been a huge fixture in my life, and my brother and I have always played through them together. Monster Hunter is directly responsible for me meeting my two best friends. They introduced me to it when all, when we all worked together as driving instructors, and we've spent literally thousands of hours playing through Monster Hunter 3, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Monster Hunter, again? Generations. Generations. Uh, Generations, And Monster Hunter World. And even though we've changed and grown up a lot since then, it's remained pretty steady. There you go. hardcore monster monster hunter fan. Randy says, I remember the day when we were, I remember the day when we were, did I read that right? When we were. When we were? Yeah. We took our TV on the porch. I will you read it
0: right. <laughs> I just don't know what Randy's saying.
1: We took our TV, we took our TV on the porch because my moms didn't want kids in the house. The whole neighborhood would come over and we would play Mario Kart and Street Fighter Turbo. Uh so the games so the game always be with me because of the memories. Do you ever do that? You ever take your TV outside? You know, I
0: never did because because we always used to to um meet at my neighbor's house and their and his parents were cool. They let everybody inside. But we did have, you know, we in his basement, you know, six, seven of us down there doing like WCW, NW Revenge tournaments and Mario Kart and and you know, whatever else was on tap at that point in time for sure
1: i remember uh going over my buddy's house and same thing mother his mom didn't want a bunch of bunch of sweaty dudes in the house in their basement so it was like go outside so we all went outside and and played uh goldeneye and uh i remember i remember his uh brother came out and broke the cord off of the red and gray zapper So that we could, you know, use it to pretend to shoot each other with (laughs) instead of shooting ducks. These young black boys wanted to shoot each other with fake guns, because that's the society (laughs) that we live in. Brandon says, Final Fantasy VI, first real RPG I played and beat one of the few games I've played completely through multiple times, and I still remember every story beat and music track. Jason says, three words, no man's sky. No explanation needed. <laughs> I'll see y'all back here for the next, for next week's question. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Jason. Uh, Anthony says, Halo 2, hands down. I don't even want to imagine how many hours i played in that game. Um, I was never a. Uh, I, I never got into like the Halo like land parties. Remember, you had to put like eight Xboxes together. I had a PlayStation Two.
0: Like yeah, I, I was a <laughs> with No land
1: parties. We <laughs> <laughs> got to talk to you for a second, Tracer yep. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of Shinobi. I could say. I, I could say it's because. In the original version, you could fight Batman, Spider-Man, Godzilla, and the Terminator. But it's the simple fact that they don't tell you that you have to stop the roof from crushing your girlfriend during the final boss battle. Blew my mind the first time I fought this boss. And she died halfway through because I didn't know her life literally depended on me. I'm
0: assuming they had like just fake-ass versions of Batman, Spider-Man, Godzilla, and the Terminator in Revenge of Shinobi.
1: Yeah, it might have been like Fruit Bat, the Arachna Man, <laughs> Dragonzilla, and you know
0: Robot Killer or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ricky says, Super Mario Brothers, since it was the first game on a home entertainment system we ever owned. Uh Michael says, I'm gonna be super nerdy here and say EverQuest. As unplayable as that game is to me today. That game changed gaming forever for me, and it holds a big place in my heart. I met so many cool people in that game. It's not like, it's not like World of Warcraft where you're, or your typical MMO. The social aspect to that game is something I yearn for still to this day. Nothing comes close since. Stewart says, Metal Gear Solid on the PS1. Because it was the first game I played personally that showed the potential of the medium to be more than what it typically gets credit for in terms of story, characters, and presentation, as well as being, a re- being really solid, no pun intended, and innovative at, the, at times with gameplay. It basically solidified, again, no pun intended. I don't think you can say that. <laughs>
0: you can't do it twice in the You, same can't, do it. you can't say
1: no pun intended <laughs> twice. <laughs> it basically solidified third-person action as my favorite genre of game and my preference for single-player experiences with strong narrative content.
0: MGS is up there, but it's not my number one, for sure.
1: Kenneth says, Twisted Metal. Played it at a friend's house? Went out the next day, bought the system and the game. That auto combat genre is still my favorite type of game. Um, Anthony says, I'm, very, I'm a very low-level gamer. So Madden 99 through 15, Sleeping Dogs was the first RPG that captivated me and that I completed. The answer has got to be Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, my, probably my favorite game of all time. Amir says, I would say it has to be Zone of the Enders 2 because it came with a demo for Metal Gear Solid 2. God damn.
0: And that demo had the best part of Metal Gear Solid 2. Inside yeah,
1: it did. And then uh, then uh, Hideo Kojima was like, Got, switch. gotcha, bitch. Right. <laughs> Play as this cartwheeling naked man for, <laughs> for 15 hours. Warren says simple tetris tetris is the first game i can remember playing with my entire family packed into my parents bedroom and playing and having a and playing and having a game also trying to figure out how my mother was dusting us <laughs> dusting us off like it was nothing and getting all the fancy rocket scenes sparked my competitive spirit there you go that's how, you, that's how you develop your competitive spirit. You fucking lose to your mom and again, never <laughs> again. Joshua says Power Stone was the game that sealed the deal for me. It was simple, unique, and just plain fun. Uh, still waiting for a Power Stone 1 and 2 HD collection. Then we could talk about a sequel. How hasn't
0: Sega gone back to that series yet? in almost
1: Sega or years. Uh, Capcom.
0: I'm pretty sure it's Sega. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm I'm reasonably certain that Sega was the one that did uh, Power Stone. I will verify
1: that. Or did one publish and the other develop?
0: Uh, let's see here. Power Stone. Ah, see there you go. You are Oh no, Capcom did publish it. So, it's Capcom's fault.
1: Yeah. I could have yeah. sworn that that was a Sega game. Yeah, cuz Capcom doesn't like money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Um as evidenced by that, they've done the bare minimum with uh darksiders as well, or not Darksiders, um uh, Dark stalkers.
1: Yeah, they had a they had a bunch of like Resident Evil, like they like you could bring back Dino Crisis, and somebody would get excited. I think they are bringing back Dino
0: Crisis, or, or somebody. I would it
1: be, okay. You can bring back Power Stone, and I'm looking at a guy named Joshua who would be excited. <laughs> So I don't know why they don't uh I don't know. Justin says, StarCraft probably. This game had a profound impact on how on how I view gaming in two ways. First, it really showed off the differences in capabilities between PC and console, since it released on the N64 as well as as well and the controller and it controlled like ass. I think it is why I prefer some games on PC and some on consoles today. Second, it's, uh, it is why I avoid all online gaming. God damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, all, all but Mario and,
1: uh,
0: Ocarina of Time controlled like ass on
1: 64. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that thing, uh, that controller had a penis, guys. Right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. You got the two legs, and then there's a big old dick just hanging low on that N64 controller. Uh, Carl says, my gut instinct was something like Sonic the Hedgehog, Resident Evil, Super Mario Bros. 3, or GoldenEye 64. While those and more were all mainstays in my lineup growing up, one stands out as influential beyond them all. Final Fantasy 7 it introduced me to RPGs and to anime so much of whom so much of who I am now is because I discovered this game. it's not a popular opinion among certain certain <laughs> <laughs> but nothing beats that game for me look I, I used to be uh, right there with you and I have and I will never ever ever discount the impact that the that Final Fantasy 7 had. On gaming in the popular culture. It is the best bait and switch game that has ever been released. But once you got it, you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty decent. I gotta like it. So, no, I will not uh I will not uh dump on your opinion of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah,
0: and we 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 drag Final Fantasy VII all the time, but I will I've never denied its influence. Right on on many people. I mean, from 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 an uh, entire generation, it was their first RPG. So, like, if you're right. making a most influential game list, then certainly Final Fantasy 7 would probably be probably be above Final Fantasy 6.
1: Oh yeah, and absolutely. that's
0: and that's what we're talking about today. So that's that's, that's fine, but we're right. talking Final best season. RPGs. Right. Final Fantasy 7 going to get on, get
1: on down. Yeah. you know, in terms of like story, character development, pacing.
0: Emo factor, we're there. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's no, there's no comparison. It it, it um, also would win the the uh, needlessly long sword though for, for RPGs. So it's I mean, got that going just going in for
1: in it. It's just in black. <laughs> both of those, both of those swords, the the two swords that you think of when you think Final Fantasy Seven, and both of them are in black. I saw a, a video of a of a guy who makes these. Novelty swords, but he makes them for real out of real steel, and he was showing people how real it is chopping trees and stuff. And he can't handle the thing (laughs) because it's probably because it's not balanced at all. Right? Imagine no type of balance. How do you balance a six-foot sword? You don't. (laughs) How do you balance a big hunk of metal that's five feet long? You just can't. And not with those skinny arms that Cloud had, just twirling that thing around like a baton. Get out of here. It's why
0: it's why it's why his forearms are so jacked, but the rest of his arm is so small. Because that's the only <laughs> part that's getting worked out when you're uh when you're using that fucking thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't mention Final Fantasy or not, you Get a little bit of it. Although, you know, it's influential and all. It made everybody Look, it's so influential. I almost bought one of those fiberglass bullshit-ass uh, Sephiroth swords from a convention.
0: Wait, wait, when? Oh, this was a long time. Okay, thank God. Jesus Christ. If you, <laughs> if you if you had just dragged the impracticality of these swords and then like, oh yeah, last year I tried to buy I, I went to buy a Sephiroth. No,
1: this was a long time. Oh, okay. This was before I played Final Fantasy VI. Thanks ah, long before,
0: before your Enlightenment.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh Leonardo says, Pokemon Emerald. I had a very abusive stepfather growing up. He would gift me and my siblings stuff whenever he felt he had gone too far. Emerald was one such gift. It was the first epic story that I felt a part of and summoning Rayquaza. Rayquaza? Yes. Sounds like one of the days in Kwanzaa. Summoning Ray and stopping the apocalypse was 12 year old me's greatest achievement. Uh, There were many nights where I dreamt of mounting my very own Pokemon. I'm not going to try and butcher that name again. Uh, And flying away from that jerk uh, faces, from that jerk faces clutches. Also, Blaziken is just so fucking cool uh wow that is that is uh that is something that I am not going to try and make a joke about cuz I know what that's like buddy i used to my dad used to uh discipline me in uh in in certain ways and he would do the same thing he would he would uh i i remember distinctly going to a blockbuster video one day to rent a game rent a game least your asshole stepfather bought you a game my uh, my not as much of an asshole dad rented a game because we are cheap in the paying family. <laughs> Aaron says, I'm late and it's cool. Chrono Trigger is the most important game ever. Uh, between that and Final Fantasy VI, my games impacted my life and thought processes back then the butterfly effect was something else before that physics was non-existent before that it fucked up my mind and made me better period
0: that's cool and, how uh chrono trigger I, I i've never heard anyone say chrono trigger open them up to uh you know <laughs> quantum physics basically that's really yeah, neat yeah
1: and uh, Tyrone says, Street Fighter, it's the whole reason I'm so into fighters.
0: Uh, what is yours, Micah? Your, your most important game of your life to date?
1: Oh, man, the most important game of my life. Uh, I don't want to say uh, something cliche like Mario, because um, it's not. Um I like uh, I like Street Fighter, but it didn't affect me in a way that I, I I just liked the game. It didn't have like a profound effect on me in terms of wanting to learn how to be really good at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It would have to be. It would. Ha- you know what? It's probably a link to the past because I saw I saw a link to the past. I I got that on a whim because I I bought Zelda Two was my first Zelda. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, what is the big deal? And then I bought A Link to the Past, and A Link to the Past redeemed that franchise. And it it's more of an adventure game than a role playing game, but it opened me up to a different type of game that I could you know I could experiment a little more with my choices instead of just platformers and beat 'em ups. So yeah, maybe a link to the past. And yeah, the music, the um the uh the light world and the dark world, like everything about that game is just it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy 6. Like I, I still remember I still remember the first time I ever heard about it was in an issue of Nintendo Power when they did their uh their yearly Nestor awards and <laughs> and it cleaned up at the Nestor is like, you know, best music and one of the best, I think it might have won game of the year that year and art design and all this other stuff and I'm like, what is this game that I've never heard of before and why haven't I seen the first two? Because it's Final Fantasy 3, if you recall, of course. Yeah. Back Super Nintendo. So why don't I know about the other two? So I bought it um, and I and I remember I bought it with uh, birthday money from Toys R Us which actually this week makes it that much more impactful. Um... <laughs> And 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 for those of you not old enough to remember when Toys R Us did this like this, they used to have the little the little uh the little plastic uh marketing cards that showed you what games they had. And they had a whole like a whole wall of them down the entire section, but no actual games. You had to pick up a ticket that had a barcode on it and take it to the register. And then once you went to the register, um, they rang you up and you had to go to this other sub-counter that went to the back room with your receipt, and they would go into the back. And go get your game and and pull it out and give it to you. And that was the coolest thing ever when you were a kid. And <laughs> and like I said, I bought Final Fantasy three uh, slash six for the price of sixty nine ninety nine plus tax in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Um. So that's ninety five money. And I just remember going through and you know getting stuck, never having played. A game like that before um, I used potions after every single battle I thought the ribbon was the was a god accessory and like why would anyone not just equip their whole team with ribbons if you have it and it was just it changed my life forever because I'd never ever played anything like that up to that point and it opened up a whole new uh, area of gaming to me that I'd never seen not just with RPGs but just you know, these long form games and also Japanese games. I mean, obviously Mario and Zelda come from Japan, but they're not Japanese games. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And
0: and that's kind of what Final Fantasy did. And uh it changed my life forever. And uh Final Fantasy 3 slash six uh will always always be that game for me, for sure. Well, there you go. So that is uh question of the week. Um I was curious, like I, I was curious to get the personal anecdotes from you guys, um, some of you really delivered. And I appreciate that. So good question. I did a good job. I'm going to pat my pat myself on the back. There real you quick. go. So uh, that's it for the show. Uh, make sure you join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans on Facebook. Uh, we always have a lot of fun discussion there every day that you can be a part of. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We will read it on the air if you leave it. And uh, you can plug whatever you want in there. You can subscribe to the show on whatever podcatcher that you use. Be it Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh spotify or anything that plays the podcast you can find us and we are all on twitch tv we have a main show channel which is just dense pixels uh, my personal channel is dense pixels brad micah is dense black nerd terrence is apparition 410 and carrie is Sub- it's carrie. so that is it for us this week uh, we will see you guys next week Till then peace. see ya